Hi, Doug. Hello, Lindsay. How are you doing? Man, I'm kind of tired. I'm like Christmased out. Yeah, it was good though. Yeah, it was very good. We had a we just finished Advent. Um, it wrapped up last Sunday, and we I feel like we celebrated each of the four parts of Advent very fully. I would agree with that statement. Yeah, it. I, I mean, my my hips are still a little sore from the joy party. <laughs> so much dancing. It was great. It was so good. Yeah, but you're right. It just felt very, like we gave each week the appropriate response, and like we engaged them with our body, our soul, our mind, and and our hearts. And exactly. I thought that was really, exactly. really, really good. Just this past week, I've been really reflecting on the power of art within Advent and how it really helps to get at those emotions. And um, yeah, and I'm glad that we have all of these poems, you know, from from two different artists. We have three poems that we have a chance to continue to reflect on. It almost in some ways feels like uh, lowercase s scripture for mm. our community mm. um, yeah. in terms of it's like this beautiful God-breathed thing that really is connecting with what's happening now. I feel like that might be heretical. No. No. You said lowercase. <laughs> I did say lowercase, so that's good. It's like next to Tobit. <laughs> <laughs> but these really do feel almost like an altar or a place to remember how we experienced Advent this year. So we're really excited to have them here recorded to share. Yeah. Hope, slow down, slow down, slow down. Hope is evidence, there's more. I don't know exactly what there is, but I know there's more. Who hopes for what they have already? Who hopes for what they see with eyes? There's a reason this season starts when it's dark out. It'll get darker yet, we know the signs. The sky's red at night, he told us. We wait for light. I am the life, the way, the truth, the bread, the light. Patience, warmth, the light. But we know these things because we've done them 30 or 2,000 times now. Imagine the first time. Imagine frankincense and a camel for 400 miles to nowhere earth to find a nobody baby. Hope or evidence must have said otherwise. We call them wise now, hope men don't get preserved so winningly. Hope is now too. We hope the evidence we have is sufficient. We hope we're right, but if I demand more of God, who does that make me? If Jesus sits on a bar stool, where does that put me? If Jesus is a stairway, where does that foot me? If I call myself the thing shame name me, who does that make me? Hope says otherwise. Infertile. Failure, worthless, stupid, nothing, no. I am, you are, a beloved child of God. The name shames name me can rip up. Every time I hear the sound, the sound of laughter, it translates to this. In that moment, their burden is light. Every time I share a meal, I know it will be bright, full of richness and flavor. To our belly's delight, 
Every time I create, I do so with all my might. It might not be perfect, but it'll be all right. Every time I serve others, I know it comes from the everlasting joy, 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 joy down in my heart. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Our Lord provides. Our joy is fruit, so sweet. We should always want to eat it up and over and over and over and over again. We should never get enough of our joy. As we sing, joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let us receive the oil of joy for our mourning to turn it into gladness. Let your joy be magnificent to our Lord. Practice, practice, practice. Our joy is everlasting. Amen. Amen. Love. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Fake love is obvious, cosmetic, near meaningless, sexual, non-intimate, purely people and places and popular and personal. Real love is sacrificial, separate from the temporal, the physical. Real love is the clearest glimpse we get on this side. I want more on this side. I have been loved. I do love. I have been unfaithful, unwilling, unwise. I have never been unloved. God, my God, names himself love. What did you name yourself again? You can tell a story with numbers. I can sell you anything with numbers. 45 miles an hour, $15 an hour. Who's the greatest? How much? What time? Your net worth? Your worth? How pretty she is? How many daughters in Cambodia? I lied. I can't do anything with numbers. Love is a verb. Love God and love others. God, God is love. Stop telling yourself the wrong story. The truth will set you free. Without choice, it is not love. Without love, there is no change. Don't hurt me. Last gathering, uh, we celebrated Christmas Eve and in the morning, which felt a little bit strange. It was weird. But it was still really good. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. I, I just appreciated so much that we were able to have all of the artists who created pieces for us to look at uh, and to reflect upon throughout the Advent season this year uh, up on uh, up in front on a, on a panel to basically talk about the creative process and what it meant. And it was just such a beautiful story. Yeah. Um, I really feel like, like it was a story that needs to be shared again. And so, yeah, I mean, Lindsay, you were on the panel, so I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. It was really neat to be up there and to share 
my art and what it meant to me, but it was so neat to hear um, other people's perspective on their art. Because I think art can be left alone and can be just um, interpreted by the viewer, but it's it's just another added level when you can hear what the artist's intent behind it was or what God showed them through their painting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like the director's cut version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> super good. So yeah, we're excited to share the story time with you all. And so enjoy. I'm so grateful for the artists who have been working to um, just draw us into this Advent season um, through their creativity to help us to pay attention to the beauty of God. And this morning for our time of story, we wanted to invite those artists up to allow them just to share a little bit uh, of the story behind the, the work that they've done. So if you all could come up. Yeah, so Chrissy, Cindy, Lindsay, and Aaron, thank you so much for, um, yeah, just beautifying this space and drawing our attention to God, yeah. Um, yeah, if you could just tell us a little bit about your piece and what it means to you or what you hope people take out of it. Um, I did the piece on love with the heart and the, all the little dots in the middle of it. Um, so, yeah, when I was asked to do a piece on love, um, I was m trying to memorize John chapter 15 at the time and was kind of stuck on um, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you, so remain in my love. So I was trying to think what would it look like to remain in God's love. And, um, and then also it says, love others as I have loved you. And so I, I was thinking of love as being kind of an action word. And, love something that you do with your hands. So hands were kind of always a part of what I wanted it to look like. And then um, in thinking about loving God and loving others, I was thinking about how the people in Renew are really great at loving God and loving others. So I um, invited people to share, put their fingerprints inside the heart. So all those little dots in there are the fingerprints of um, people in my house church, obviously my husband and my kids contributed to that. And um, we had sisters at our house one night. So the girls who came for sisters came and the adults who shared. So pretty much anywhere I went for a couple of weeks that I was involved with anybody from Renew, my painting came along with me with some paint and just asked people to put their fingerprints in it. And so, um, and then I think at the end of the service, if anybody else wants to put their fingerprint inside, I'll have paints available and you can do that. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I did the quilt um, and I, I, I didn't actually do it uh, recently. This quilt is about 12 or 13 years old. Um, and I did it in a season, we had just come through a season that was very tumultuous, Tim and I, and, um, and we were in a place of simplicity and calm and gratitude and um, a place of peace. And so um, I literally wrote peace on, on the quilt. And uh, I like color, I think that's Probably most people know that about me. Um, but there's, you can't see it from here, but there are beads, there's wire, there's just colors and textures and 
And that's what life is. It's full of colors and textures and they come together. And, um, and so that was just, that, that was, it's just, it means what it means. It's peace and it hangs, it, it's intentional. It hangs on our bedroom door. It's hung on our bedroom doors, door in two different houses uh, for 13 years um, because in a home, the marriage is foundational to the family and it was a declaration of over our, over our life. I did um, this bright piece back here uh, for Joy. Um, I didn't really know what it was gonna look like as I started. Um, it's kind of the way it works when I make art. It just kind of start and it goes somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but as I painted, um, God spoke to me that the rings were tree rings and it was meant to represent a heritage of joy um, and that joy will be there um, in the future and it has been there in the past even if you haven't seen it and it looks different that's why the colors are kind of different um, for each season um, you may not recognize it as joy but maybe in 10 years you'll look back and see it as joy um, yeah so that's kind of how it came together <laughs> Um, and mine is the tree stump, um, which uh, is for hope. I did it last year for Advent. And um, it's just kind of the image to me of some new life growing out of something that is dead. And that is something that can be hope. Um, and something actually kind of interesting happened when I had it blown up. It was originally just a small, like, 8 by 10 size. And uh, when I had it blown up at Staples, if you look maybe afterwards really closely, there's little dots of color that showed up when it was printed. And to me, that's even something that represents hope. That's something new for me to see in it this year. Um, something, yeah, <laughs> something that is, you know, black and white, but there's still little bits of color in it that's representing hope to me. Yeah, even as I was looking at them this morning, like noticing that hope was, yeah, pretty black and white, even though there are those little splashes of color. And just thinking over the last month as we've worshiped, we began in a pretty, yeah, like serious, somber place, but we were clinging to hope. Um, and just to see life and color being borne out in the art that was produced, but also in our congregation as we turned our attention to God. Um, that's been beautiful. I would love for you all just to share too, if, yeah, anything that you learned from this process or how you might have experienced God, either specific to this um, piece that you created or in general as you practice creating. I'll start since I still have the microphone. <laughs> um, so there, I actually came across a verse uh, last week, I think it was, and it was in, from the message, and it's just a really beautiful expression of um, art to me. And it said, you know, we are to be the light in the world, bringing out the God colors um, to everyone around us. And to me, that is just really an expression of art. Um, I mean, the God colors can be anything, but to me, like the God colors here are like joy and hope and peace and love. And that's expressed through art in this case. But I just thought it was a beautiful image of the God colors. Hmm. What was the question? Any <laughs> way that you experience God or okay. learn from God. Um, so I'm a procrastinator in life. Um, in all ways. <laughs> um, so I usually wait to the last minute. But with this, Ben was like so far in advance and I like jumped on. I was like, I'll do joy because it's like my default mode and I love joy and the whole thing. And I started, I tried to get started ahead of time and um, 
my time is with two little girls all the time at home and they wanted to help and I found myself not feeling joyful trying to make this painting. <laughs> I was like, they were trying to help and they were, I was like, I don't feel joyful over this at all. And so I actually had to stop and restart and so I started this one um, last Saturday night, <laughs> the day before it needed to be here. So I had to go back into procrastination mode and do it last minute because um, that's how it needed to be done and that was kind of... Um, I don't know, but it worked really well that way. And um, so, yeah, I just felt God, I'm not sure, but um, it was like, it was okay for me to, to do it that way. Um, and while we did have fun painting with the girls, it, that wasn't the painting that needed to be here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm not sure, but it was, it was, a, um, I don't know. <laughs> it was good though. <laughs> Um, the season that I made this quilt in, I was working from home, um, and I, I had an Etsy shop. Do, do people still have Etsy shops? Um, an online marketplace for handcrafted items, and I was doing commission quilts and fiber art and baby quilts and things of that nature, and um, it was an awesome season. I did that for a few years, and I experienced the Lord in that season in a, in a really beautiful way um, because I would pray as I sewed and as I quilted. I was praying prayers for the child that um, would be wrapped in that quilt. And there were many quilts I made that I did not know the child that would be wrapped in that quilt. Um, but I prayed prayers of faith and declarations like putting peace on your door and just saying this child will be and they will know you all the days of their life and they will follow you all the days of their life. And then there were quilts that I made that I did know the children and I was able to pray even more powerfully. And there was once, because art is so powerful and you know that, um, and the faith that goes with it is, is, is exponential. I had a, a gal, uh, had this shop for a few years, and there was this one customer that every time she had a baby, about every 18 months, she would contact me and give me the colors, 18 months to two years, I know, um, and I would make her a quilt. And then one day I got a message from her, and she had a friend who was pregnant, whose um, the child would not be expected to live more than a few hours after it was born. And she wanted this child to be wrapped in a quilt because she had two or three already and she knew that I prayed. She knew, I don't know this person, but she knew, we knew each other and um, through Etsy and she knew this, that this quilt would be made the colors that the mom would have wanted and um, that I, she wanted it wrapped in love for the hours. So I made this quilt. Um, probably praying the most poignant prayers that I would ever make pray over a, of a, of a, over something like that. Um, it was the most sacred space and time. And I sent this off, and she gave it to her friend. The child was born, lived a few hours, wrapped in this quilt. And um, that was such a sacred privilege. Um, and so, you know, everybody that participates in art or, or praying for people that you may not ever see uh, or know, your prayers are powerful and they are felt in the most incredible real realm, the eternal realm. And, and so making a painting uh, the night before 
or, or one that gets reproduced at Staples, God bless Staples for their errors. <laughs> I've been on that end of it. They're powerful. Um, art is powerful. And, and um, even when we feel like it's random or last minute, um, coupled with our faith, um, they carry something in the spiritual realm that can affect change in another person's life. No, that was kind of a beautiful segue into what <laughs> I was going to share. Um, yeah, some of you, I think most of you know, my mother passed away two weeks ago. And so when I was asked to do this painting, um, you know, I said yes. She wasn't as sick at the time, but as I was working on this and she got sicker, um, and then I was able to finish it um, about mid-November, and then, you know, she could just continue to decline. And so what this painting has kind of meant for me, you know, it's been kind of just sitting in my basement. So every time I go down the stairs, the painting was looking at me and it kind of went from, you know, just being like, you know, abiding or remaining in God's love to God holding me together. And the people of Renew who've been praying for me and my family, my husband, my kids, holding me together because the pieces of my heart are shattered. And if those hands weren't holding me, I would just be a bunch of dots on the floor right now. So that's, that's what it has meant for me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Art is powerful. And I thank you all um, again. Can we give them another hand? Um, yeah. So it's the end of our episode, Doug, and we ask every um, time we get together, how are you seeing God in the in-between? So throwing that to you right now. Yeah. Yeah. I th for me, it really felt like um, Christmas Eve, Monday morning, I was able to get up and uh, not have church responsibilities that day, which uh, I think felt really good to take off the mm. the church hat. Mm -hmm. um, but to sit I'd there, I'd like to see that church hat. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty heavy actually. It's very <laughs> stylish, dude. No, um, <laughs> you just made that really sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. But I think what was really cool is to 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 look at a day that is so kind quiet, reflective and mm. holy to begin with mm -hmm. and to be able to start it. Um, Tim and Cindy bought me a new Bible for mm. Christmas and it's large print. And so that was kind of funny because oh, no. I realized like, <laughs> this is awesome. I remember reading it thinking, it's amazing. I can read these words. And um, then you're like, oh no, that means I'm old. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh wow. Something really amazing just happened. Um, however, it was just so good to reflect um reading the reading the 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 account of the birth of Christ and the gospel of Matthew was mm -hmm. just beautiful and i think for me it was to to look at the names and to see this ragtag group of like messed up people uh, who were part of the story of the birth of Christ. Mm. And mm -hmm. it really just gave me a, a great sense of hope as I was kind of walking into this day and even just realizing like who around me are 
you know, the, the Manassas, the worst mm. Kings and the Rahabs, mm-hmm. these, you know, terrible people, mm-hmm. these loose women. And, you know, who is David the coward and David, mm. the adulterer around that is just waiting for God to show up and redeem. Mm. And so, yeah, it really felt like it just gave me this beautiful launch pad to come into Christmas with and to yeah. reflect on that story. And I'm so glad that that story is not edited out, yeah. but it's there. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we sort of move very quickly through those obscure, weird names, yeah. but those names preach an awful lot. Mm-hmm. They preached an mm-hmm. awful lot to me mm-hmm. and they gave me a deep sense of hope. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very neat. So Lindsay, how, how, how have you been noticing God in the in-between? So we had family get together Christmas day um, for dinner and we have some hard stuff going on yeah. um, within our family. I'm not going to get into it here, but uh, <laughs> just for privacy sake, you know, Yeah. because uh, this a lot of people listen to this. So. Yeah. <laughs> the millions. Yep. And- but um, we were able to have some really good conversations and I really felt God there um, poking and prodding in places that may have been uncomfortable, mm. but definitely brought forth really good fruit. So yeah. it was exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. It's so, I feel like it's refreshing to to hear God is at work in the tension. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think sometimes that can, seems like maybe our default is to be like, God, where are you? But, it, yeah. but to see him work at work in the midst of the tension, yeah. that's, that's really beautiful. Lindsay. I think I like to recognize that like when my blood pressure goes up, that's like God's way to get my attention. Like, huh use this, use the words wisely, <laughs> what yeah. you're about to say, but it's like a notifying bell kind yeah. of like something's yeah. happening here. I'm, I'm working, I'm stirring yeah. kind of. That's so. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There is something about the, the blood pressure raising. <laughs> you I, know about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel, well, it's, uh, Dave Balecki, uh, shared this term, um, through men's discipleship just a few months ago. In fact, Dave, the men's discipleship folks are going to be talking here soon in an episode, but um, he said, you know, God's at work when it's either an uh uh-oh or an aha moment or Ah. an aha or an uh uh-oh moment. And I thought, I really appreciate how just simple that, you know, we really want to be people that follow Jesus on Monday, not just Sunday. And so those are those little places to recognize like the spirits at work and he's showing up. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Lindsay. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> or next time. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Wow. We are five episodes in and we've recorded some really cool stories. Yeah, we really have. So we'd love to have you all send your stories in and share them with us. Uh, there will be a prize for the third Ooh, emailer who sends us one. a story <laughs> um, just in how they're noticing God at work in their lives uh, in the in-between. So please <laughs> send us some emails. We'd love to uh, just to get them and to read them and to have them as part of the conversation that continues to shape our community. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, in a few weeks for yeah. more in-between. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.